Hello once again. Uh, this is Sam Baker from Mission Moultrie Podcast. Um, here again in the studio after a big long break. I'm joined as usual by John, aka Cookie, aka Goose, uh, aka Man After God's Own Heart, uh, the spiritual one, John Norman. Oh wow! If, if he's Goose, then you, can I be Maverick? You can be. You can be if you want. There are others who are Maverick, but in, okay, yeah. here yeah. in Moultrie, I don't have a Maverick. Just for today. For yeah, Cookie. That's what you are on my phone, John Cookie Norman. I am the Cookie Man. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna say that. We're also joined by uh, President, CEO, and janitor of <laughs> Life Under the Sun uh, Ministry here in Moultrie, and that's what we're gonna be talking about today. This is one of our. First podcast highlighting a uh, parachurch ministry. I don't like. We'll get into talking about if that's a title that I'm janitor extraordinaire. Janitor extraordinaire, uh, but a ministry here, Moultrie. We're gonna do a uh, a lot of these highlights of people working hard uh, in God's kingdom here in Moultrie, uh, partnering with churches and the community uh, to do God's work. And we're gonna talk about what they do. Uh, who runs them, who uh, is involved, and how you can get involved if that's something God's calling you to. And the first guest we have is Jace Bass. Hey. Yeah. Should, and, I, should I use like a, a radio voice? Like, you can Hi, you my to. name is Jace Bass, and I run Life Under the Sun Ministry. That's perfect. You, you can talk I, in that voice the whole time. The entire time. Okay. Yeah, do what you like. <laughs> my, uh, wife, my wife would ask me to do the, my Obama voice. Yeah, no, don't do that. Don't be like, oh, me and Michelle, we run a ministry here in Moultrie, Georgia. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. (laughs) Anyway. All right. So, um, it's good to have you. I know you kind of took this on short notice, uh, but that's just kind of how we operate. So, if we come come for you out there, you're not going to have a lot of time to think about this. You. You just say yes and you jump in. That's right. And so these go. are all yes or no questions then. There you go. It's multiple choice uh, test. Over we we are all uh, bivocational here. So we have other things going on. And so when we have a chance to do a podcast, we grab the first available person and do a podcast. Yeah. That's why there's no particular order. I, uh, I'm hesitant to call anything a series because it just might not happen like that. But anyway, Jace, welcome, and um, all right, let's just get into it. Tell us about uh, Life Under the Sun and what you do there. Well, I help men that are locked up or getting out of jail, help them get back on their feet. Uh, I go out to the jail every week and minister to these men and uh, form relationships with them out at the jail, and so telling them whenever they get out, uh, you know, they have a friend that they can come to, and, and I'll walk with them, right? I'll, they're friends that they hadn't seen in the past six months that haven't come to visit them or put money on their books. Those will be the first people that they run back to when they get out. And so I'm going and visit them every week. And so it's like, all right, listen, dude, when you get out, you come hang out with me, and, and I'll help you walk down this road of life change. And so uh, a lot of us relationship building and and things like that yeah that real easy work yeah the real easy work yeah and so well and so i help a lot of men you know get ids 
get birth certificates, social security cards, uh, clothes, food, things like that uh, that they need right when they get out. Because typically if you're in there for nine months and you get out, you don't know where your wallet's at. You don't know where your dresser's at. It's all been thrown out to the side of the road. So when you get out, you literally have nothing. Um, and so I kind of help, I help them get back on their feet. Um, and I'll do that for anybody that's getting out of jail or pretty much anybody in the community. I'll help them with that stuff. Um, I don't pay for people's bills, right? That's not my responsibility. Nobody's coming to pay my bills, <laughs> you know, and that's not my responsibility to pay people's bills, but it is my responsibility to help them with necessities and get back on their feet. Yeah. yeah. Transitional times. That's right. It's, uh, I can't even imagine what it's like. Uh, I'm so afraid to go to jail. I, that's public knowledge. I'll let people know that. That's that's a good fear. That's a healthy yeah, fear to uh, have. Yeah, yeah, to not want to go to jail. Yeah, and so I can't like getting back out to me is just like such a mystery. Like what? Like I don't even know what they do. They are they just like all right, you're free, go. Well, I saw a guy the other day. He and booking, he was getting out. He'd been in there for six months, right? And so I'm signing in, about to go back and preach and do my thing. And I look at him and I go, all right, man, what's your next move? He's getting out. He's like signing out. Got us. He's like, well, um, I'm like, really? You've had six months. Like, you had six months to plan what your next move is going to yeah, be. You figure like, and it's at, home. at yeah. least you'd be like, McDonald's, I'm going to go get something to eat. Right. That, I mean. Oh, he, he didn't want to tell me what... He, Oh, he probably oh, really gotcha. planned on yeah, doing. Yeah, that's true. Um, he knew who you he were. didn't yeah. say Disney oh, okay. World. Yeah, he didn't say Disney World. Yeah, yeah. but you know, it's so a lot of my uh, what I preach on a lot of my messages is on making plans and and what's the next move and what God's called us to be as men and what God's called us to be as leaders in our household and leaders in our community and what that looks like um, and just a biblical. Uh, principles that deal with being a man. And so, cause most of these kids, these are the kids that, uh, you know, in school are the kids that are getting in trouble. Well, those kids grow up and, you know, a lot of these guys, uh, have broken families and drug addictions and are gang affiliated and things like that. And they never had anybody to stand in their way and say, Hey, let's don't do this. Let's go this way. Mm-hmm. And I'll go with you. Like, I love you, and yeah. let's walk this way. Is it primarily men? I mean, just like... Yeah. So it's men that I work with, yeah. um, just because I'm the, I'm pretty much the only employee right. at Life Under the Sun. I have volunteers that go in the jail with me, and Hence I have... the CEO janitor extraordinaire. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And so, and I have female volunteers that go in and, and get to know the female side of the jail, and I have other men volunteers that go into the men's side. There's about 200 men roughly out there at a given time and about 30 women roughly. Yeah. He's not out there means at our county facility, right? That's right. Yeah. Well, we have a prison and we have a jail. Oh. Well, everybody that's in the prison at, out at Spencefield, they're from other communities and they're brought to this prison. Oh. Everybody that's at the jail are people that have been arrested in Cockwood County, and there See, are... See, I did not even know that. There I are, had no idea. There are neighbors, so that's why I go to the jail as opposed to go into gotcha. the prison. Gotcha. Okay, okay. So, Billy Howell, yeah, who's our former sheriff, he's the warden over 
the that, prison. That's right. Okay. And his son, of course, Rod Howell, is our sheriff. Oh, so, okay. That's right. Gotcha. Good man. Good fellow. Yeah, so, good, good people. We, uh, I met Jace. The first time I had met Jace was when Alliance Moultrie, our little ragtag church plant, and the Forgotten Initiative, Life Under the Sun, Crossroads, Crossroads, and a few other folks, and the food bank, and the food bank. Yeah, I don't want to leave anybody out. It was this, this big collaborative effort to get meals. Now we we were feeding the jail. That's right. Okay, so we made. <laughs> I never went. Like, I cooked and packed meals and everything, but only certain people could that were pre-approved could kind of go out yeah. to the jail. Which I still have guys that tell... I have guys that call me on the phone that are out of the jail. Hey, Jace, you remember me? Uh, yeah, I just want to check in with you, man. Tell you thank you for coming out there, man. You remember that time you brought me that chicken plate? Yeah. Out at the jail? It was good. It's like, I'm glad you remember the chicken plate, but uh, how about... Yeah, come up here and let's uh, let's get in the word. Let's let's work on your finances or, or <laughs> let's let's try to grow, you know. And uh, but hey, it's yeah. a start. I mean, that chicken plate made an impression. Well, that's probably not all. You, when you delivered a chicken plate, you probably delivered something else too. That's right. And so I just had to believe that word, you know, is not going to return void. That's right. You know, and and who knows, you know that that's one thing I've seen with. We we did a little bit of work. I used to be involved in uh, New Standard Ministries, uh, the Watson House. They had a, a home for recovering uh, addicts and, and alcoholics. And it's it can be just overwhelming work because the need is great. You know, a lot of these are grown men in their 20s and 30s that have, it's been a lifetime of bad decisions. Sure. And, and and teaching them to, you know, stop doing what they've been doing and trusting in something else is huge. So, you know, what, you know, what do you feel like, you know, because there's a lot of people like they, you, you tell them what you do and they're like, that's, that's a waste of time. What, what do you, what do you say to those people? Well, I say I was that guy, mm-hmm. right? So. Uh, when I was 29 years old, uh, I gave my life to the Lord. Up until 29, from about 18 years old to 29 years old, I was smoking weed every day, watching porn, uh, you know, drinking 12-pack every day. And that was just life for me, right? And I was deceived because I knew that uh, Jesus was Lord and that uh, he could forgive me of my sins and he could set me free. But just because I know that doesn't mean that I have salvation. Right. And so right. what I teach people is $1 million plus $1 million equals how much, John? Two. Okay. Well, just because you know that, does that mean you have $2 million? It uh, definitely doesn't mean I have. Okay, I don't well, even have the $1 million. <laughs> Well, just because I know I'm a sinner and I need a savior and Jesus is the savior and I know that formula doesn't mean that I'm saved. Mm, that's good. Right? And so I had to repent, which I had to learn what that word meant, mm, which, sure. which, means to, which means to change. It means to turn from trusting in myself, trusting in the ways of the world, trusting in my sin nature, and, and uh, turning to the Lord and putting my faith and trust in Christ and what he did for me. And when I did that, I was born again, and God gave me a new heart with new desires, and I stopped smoking pot, I stopped drinking, I stopped watching porn, stopped cussing, um, stopped lying, stopped stealing 
movies off the internet, you know. So when you were born again, there was actually new life, a new life there to Amen. witness that. Amen. And to be evidence yeah, of you, that. You can ask my wife. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> she was she was with me uh six years before I got born again. Wow. And so did was she did she follow you in being born again or were you following her or what was the I know this is kind of getting off of what well, she uh we pretty much were together six years before we got married. Then we got married and uh we got pregnant with our little girl and so uh, my wife had to quit smoking cigarettes because she was pregnant well i kept smoking cigarettes smoking pot and uh so she was kind of she felt the pregnancy so she was like it's time for me to straighten up i need to go to church Mm. i need to get back in i'm about to be a mother and me i'm still like Okay, like doing my thing, and so she's like, "Go dragging. ahead, she's, she, <laughs> knock uh, yourself out." Yeah, yeah. And so she's like, "Well, I'm gonna start going back to church," and so I'd smoke out before I go to church with her, and I feel guilty, and like you know, I get there because I was raised, I had an awesome family, you know, mm. so I knew right and wrong, and okay. and I was just guilty, and and uh, but after my little girl was born, and uh, I found out that my dope man got busted, and uh, wah, wah. I, I realized, hey. uh my phone number is probably all over his phone, and I need to tighten up. And so, but your phone number is probably all over a lot of people's phones now. Oh yeah, so. now, well, now, yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. Fortunately, that for means you, nothing. Yeah, well, now it doesn't. But back Fortunately then, for you, <laughs> back then, I law enforcement knows yeah. who you are. I, I couldn't pull out a preacher card back then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, it was I was the the convict. You know, and uh, that's awesome. So uh, we still kept going to church, but I quit. I quit smoking pot. My idol was Mary Jane. So I, I quit doing that and the, we got plugged into a small group and we did the study, not a fan. And I realized that I was a fan that I was lukewarm mm-hmm. and, and Jesus wanted me to come be on his team. And I just want to drink beer in the stands and say, no, I'm, I'm good. Jesus. I'm your number one fan. And, uh, so I realized I was lukewarm and I needed to give my life to him. That's awesome. So, uh, you got plugged into a church body. Where do you go? Uh, it was in Tennessee, Murfreesboro, Tennessee is when I lived up in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, man, I I lived there for two years. I lived there, um, two more years after I got born again. And then after that second year, the Lord called me to move back to Moultrie. And when I moved back to Moultrie within, I moved back in February, February 1st, 2015, May 2015, May 1st, 2015, uh, Life Under the Sun was incorporated. Nice, that's awesome. And so, where I, do you go to church now? Or heritage? I go to heritage now. Okay. Cool. And so, well, we had Shout no, out. we had no, I had no idea what the Lord wanted me to do. He just put it on our heart to come back to Moultrie. I wasn't coming back to Moultrie. I left right when I was eighteen, and and uh, but He put it on our heart to come to Moultrie. And when we got here, I didn't know what I was gonna do. So I was going to the hood, playing basketball. I was going to Walmart. I was going to McDonald's, sitting down with people, buying buying them food, and sitting down and talking to them and loving on them and um, giving people rides, doing a nursing home. I was doing small groups in nursing homes and things like that. And uh, one day, uh, this guy asked me if I wanted to go out to the jail with him. And I said, yeah, man, I'll go with you. And so I went out there, and uh, the next day I went without him. And... For like two years, I never, I went out there like every day. They didn't, I wasn't a minister. I wasn't an ordained minister at the time. Um, they had no paperwork on me. 
So I was just like walking in and out of their jail every day. They didn't know who I was. I mean, like the people knew who I was, but I didn't have any documentation right. saying that it's okay for me to be out here. No just a favor of the Lord. Yeah, uh, that's the best kind. That's right. And so yep. two years later, I, I like brought I brought a guy out there, and they were like, "Well, you need to fill out this paperwork and do all this stuff." And I was like, "Do I've I need never... to do this paperwork and fill out all this stuff?" And they were like, "Have you not done this?" That's awesome. <laughs> I was like, "No." That's awesome. And so this was like two years after I've been and doing my thing. I'll, I'll take the favor. Friend, yes, yeah, I'll take the favor of the Lord over documentation yeah. anytime. That's I right. feel like you and your friend just sang a song in the wall. There was an earthquake, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, don't worry about it." Yeah. <laughs> so, well, the Lord's been faithful, and um, so for five years, I was my office was right across the street from the Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. and uh, the old jail. That's right, and uh, well, actually, this is this is how awesome it is. Okay. Um, I had a, a man that let me, uh, he gave me his space for free. He donated his space, his office space to me. And I don't know if he wants me staying all his business, but he's awesome. And, uh, so he let me stay there for, for free and will come to find out my office is right across the street from the old county jail. The chamber of commerce is the old county jail. Well, my office was the old parole office. That's so the Lord put the first place the Lord put me when I moved back and started Life Under the Sun was across from the old jail in the old parole office. So it's like He's redeeming. Mm. Oh yeah, He's redeeming these lives that that That's are right. incarcerated and these lives that are in bondage. That's right. Um, and these strongholds that they have, he, He's wanting to tear them down. That's and right. so He just it's it's a sign for me. He could have put me anywhere, but but He yeah. I'm I'm kind of slow, and so He's like, I'm gonna make this pretty easy for you, so you know it's me. That's right. And uh, and I thank him for that. Well, when I when I think about ministries like yours, you know, there's 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 two illustrations that come to my mind. One is 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 the parable that Jesus told about leaving the ninety nine, you know, and going out and finding that that one lost sheep. And then the other is is not in the Bible. It's the little boy walking on the beach, picking up starfish, throwing them back in. There's thousands of starfish on the beach, you know. And the guy comes along and says, son, you're never going to make a difference in all these starfish. And he picks up one and throws it back. He said, I made a difference in that one. <laughs> you know, and so that's that's what I think about when I think about ministries like yours that are out there and they're pouring in to whoever will receive. That's right. You know, and whoever is hungry and whoever is thirsty. And um, so... I love I love what you do, Life Under the Sun. That's right. It's the parable of the the sower, you know. That's right. It's not my job. It's not my job to uh, determine who's got good soil or thorny soil or hard soil. It's It's not the seed. That's right. The Lord, the Lord does the the work. That's That's right. right. That's good. We should probably uh, on one of our scripture breakdowns talk about that Mm -hmm. parable. That's a good one. Speaking, uh, talking about where your office is located, it's no longer at the old parole right. office because at the time of this recording, you're at a new location. Oh, yeah. Brand new location. Brand new. So let me tell you how awesome God is on this one. Yeah. So uh, a water pipe busted in my old place. And so it, it for like six months, we had Surf Pro stuff going on, you know. And, and the guy came to me and said, you know, Jace, I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to ask you to move out because I have to spend thousands of dollars to redo this and I'm going to have to charge somebody money that I don't feel like I need to charge you for. So I'm going to have to ask you to move out. And so I get kind of nervous, like, Oh Lord, what are we going to do? And one of my, one of the guys that has come out of jail that I've discipled and he was there with me and he's like, 
dude, this is awesome. Like the Lord's about to bless you. He's about to move you. Right. And so I'm like kind of gloom over here and he's like, bro, this is, this is what you want. The Lord's moving you. And I'm like, that's, that's right. You know, and I'm getting kind of crunk, you know, and I'm like, well, let's, let's go, let's go to roses because over at roses is a lot of where the turning point guys walk from turning point over to behind McDonald's where the Alamo is. That's AA. And so that whole mini mart right there, Roses Mini Mall, whatever you call it, is like a little river. So, I mean, if I put an office right there, I can catch fish coming from Turning Point down there, you know, and, and uh, have, a, strategically, aren't you? Have, a, have a Christ-centered ministry in the way so that these guys can stop and I can point them to the Lord. And so I go and I'm looking up numbers and... And I call the lady, and she's out of Atlanta, you know, and I, she's old. She talks to old country bumpkin on the phone, and she's like, "Well, if you're serious, I'll I'll uh, I'll email you and send you the stuff, you know." And I'm like, "Yes, ma'am, I'm I'm serious, like I'm I'm ready to move." And uh, well, she never sent me anything. Well, uh, so that's kind of like a door that was shut. And well, about two months before this, uh, Randy Benner, who is uh, one of the founders for Life Under the Sun, um, he had pointed out Dr. La Fuente's old office, which is right next to the Hope House. And so uh, we called her and asked her how much it was going to be to stay there and how much how much it was it would be for the building. And uh, she said it was on the market and said how much it was going to cost and stuff like that. And so I kind of got, man, I don't have that kind of money, you know. And uh, talked to some other people and we prayed about it. And, and I called somebody and asked them to start praying about it. And uh, the person that I called to ask to pray about it said, the Lord told me to give you this money. Right? I didn't know this was going to happen. The Lord told me to give you this money, which is the exact amount of money that we needed to buy this building. Mm. And so, uh, you know, last November 2019, uh, we were we were getting ready to move out. January 2020, we bought the building. So we have a building, Life Under the Sun. God paid for a building. It's paid for. It's renovated. And we have more money in the bank than, than when we started before we moved. And so the Lord just split the sea to get us where he wanted us. And so he, now I'm at like... He actually created a, a plumbing issue first. I might have created that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that yeah. makes it. It was all. <laughs> but uh, so the Lord uh, had put six months before that, I had tried to get into the Alamo. Like I wanted to rent. They'll let you rent an hour at their building. I was going to do a celebrate recovery meeting. And, uh, it took them like two months to get back with me, and they said, no, we're not going to do that. Because I went in there one day, and there was like 50 dudes in there. And I'm like, this is an awesome fishing hole. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. and so I asked them if I could rent out a, an hour for them, and we'd do a 12-step celebrate recovery meeting. And uh, they said no. And so uh, that's when I started thinking about roses, getting in, in the roses thing. Well, the Lord puts me smack dab in the middle of outpatient Turning Point Outpatient Program, which has 150 men in it every 10 months. So uh, my property is like literally touching Turning Point property. I can't get any closer than than where I'm at now. I know. The Lord just like 
put you right on the money there. And That's so, right. Don't say he's not intentional. That's right. He's extremely strategic and intentional in everything he does. And so what tell us over the years. You've been you've been doing this for how many years now? May first was five years. So tell us tell us about one guy that you just like when you think about it, you're like, God, thank you for allowing me to be a part of this man's life and to see your work in his life. I know you got a lot of them, but tell yeah. us about one. Well, you know, when people will say that, they'll say, uh, you know, they'll say, if you can only, if, if, if you can change one life, then it's all worth it. And I'm like, one life, like the Lord's looking to change many lives. And so, uh, hmm, let me see. I mean, I, I could tell you about this this guy that I met out at the jail. He he'd come out there. I'd, I'd minister to him, and uh, he'd get out. A couple months later, he'd be back out there. Um, I'd minister to him some more, and he and, and most of the demographic that I deal with have drug issues, right? And and so that's why the Lord put me next to turning point. So I'm dealing with people coming out of prison, out of jail, mm -hmm. and people that are dealing with drug addictions. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, well, this, this guy that I ministered to one day, I remember, uh, walking into, walking into McDonald's and, uh, cause McDonald's is like a, uh, witnessing hole. If you, if you want to witness, you can have like a McDonald's ministry. Oh, wow. Right. Just on its own. I don't go to McDonald's enough. It's a good opportunity for somebody. It's a great yes. opportunity. And so, well, that's where I started. So I was faithful. Just going to McDonald's because people were there that were lost, and it's like, okay, yeah, that's where people are. And uh, and plus, it's not that much to buy somebody a meal there, five bucks, and it's like you can love them pretty well for five dollars. Um, but either way, I walked in, I was getting. But like are a, you really loving anybody by buying them a McDonald's meal? <laughs> that's a whole nother, whole nother podcast. <laughs> hey, I know, <laughs> I know, I get it. So. Well, I'd buy them a salad. And I mean, I, I thought I, if you really love somebody, you'd buy them a Chick-fil-A. I mean, no, come no, on, no. man. I get, them, I get them like a, this, I get them a mixed salad. Okay. I make sure they there have a mixed go. salad. There you go. Or Apple maybe, slices. maybe a, a wrap or, you know, <laughs> I get them like an extra large McFlurry and a Get them Mac. a Big Mac. Yeah, and I'm like, come on. just get with it. You know, but, uh. So I go in and I'm about to get a sweet tea and this guy that I know from the jail is like at the doorway waiting on the dope man to show up at McDonald's. Ooh. And so I run in and I'm like, Hey dude, what's up, man? And I start talking to him and, and I'm like, you know, I got, I got meetings. I got classes that you can come to right down here at my office, which at the time, you know, was on the square. And, uh, He's like, oh, I, I know where it's at, man. Yeah, I, I, I have to come check you out. I'll come check you out. And I'm saying, man, the Lord want to do something big in your life. Let's let's come down there, you know. And uh, he's like, oh, man, I'll, I'll be down there to see you. Well, I walk outside after I got my drink, and he's not there, you know. Well, three months later, guess where I run into him? Back in jail. Back in the jail, right? And so, but this time when he's back in, the j in jail, uh, mm -hmm. the Lord's working on him. And the Lord's doing something in his life. And this is probably the second or third time that I ran into him out at the jail. And so, and he's, he's, he knows who I am. He gets up out of his bed when I come. Um, and so 
he's when he gets out this time he starts coming to my to my meetings and I can see he's he's growing and he's wanting to change and uh and I told him I said look man uh if you really want to change and you really want to grow then I'll meet with you like one-on-one and and I'll train you right in the disciplines of the word and 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 uh we'll follow Christ together you'll follow me as I'm following Christ that's right and so uh I, I sat there with him that first day and and was talking to him and it wasn't the first day it was the first day we met one-on-one um, but the first day we met one-on-one I, I said listen I said I need commitment like if I'm about to commit my life to you and and plan on meeting with you and pouring myself into you I need commitment at least at least six months to a year that, that you're going to be committed to meeting me once a week and when I he still talks about this that word commitment was like a gong when it hit his you know mm. when he heard it it was like <clears throat> I got to make a decision am I am I about to get with it and am I, am I really going to start seeking after the Lord or because this dude's like kind of calling me out you know and he made the commitment and he's been with me for over two years comes to my house goes fishing with me I, he comes eats at my house I love him he's and, a brother he's my brother that's awesome and, uh, and I've cried for him I've prayed for him I pray for his family um, and the, so you you were asking him for a commitment but where where I feel like the church has missed it is the commitment of disciple of making disciples. You you had to be willing to lay down your life for your friends and, and invest that time in them. You know, and it, it takes that. It takes right. a sacrifice of your life to redeem another life. Yeah, I, I agree. I use the word intentional a lot, but sometimes I think that gets lost. Mm. It, it's maybe too soft of a word. I, um, it is, I mean, it is what it, intentional, but <clears throat> what I mean is, I, yeah, it doesn't get at that there is a sacrifice. It's putting like... To me, this is Romans 12, 1 and 2. Yeah, like I, I want to... Yeah. Like, I'm naturally inclined to just like veg out at the house but sure like you have to make that conscious decision like i'm just gonna give time to this person that's right like if they need it today or tomorrow or and schedules don't always work out just so like you know we kind of get in the mindset of like okay i'll meet with this person every tuesday at three well that that doesn't how often does that actually work out? I mean, it's always like a constant, like okay, schedule change. Let's and yeah, because it's not a priority. That's, yeah, that's part of the sacrifice of being in in the business of discipleship is is like yes, that that scheduling's not always going to work out perfect. You just got to be ready and sacrificial yeah. a little bit. But well, it's, if it's a priority, you'll make time for it. Oh yeah, but Jace, I got a job. I got a family. I got a business to run. I got, you know, I've got all these other responsibilities. How do I possibly have time to invest in somebody else? I mean, you, 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 you're. I'm, this you know, is what I do. You, full you're, time. In, you're in full time ministry, right? So I can see how you do it. But how how does somebody like me? How does you know that? You know, I got I got 
responsibilities. How do I, how can I, how can I be obedient and follow Christ in, in making disciples? How, how can I do that? Well, it's perception. So it's like a reality check. What's the most important thing to you, right? Because if, if I am adopted into the family of God, if I'm a born-again child of God and I belong to him, that's my top priority is having fellowship and union with him. My, my next priority is telling other people how they can be born again through Christ, right? And, and uh, I had a job before I came a full-time minister, and I sold cars for a little bit, and I was telling people about Jesus. We were, I'd give a test drive, and when we come back on the lot, people were crying, and like I was praying for them, and I didn't sell a car. That's, yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't need a new car. I need to get my life right. Yeah, they're like, I don't need to invest in a car. I, you I know, need to sell the one I got and give it to all the poor people. Yeah, and so, well, so my priority, but the Lord always provided. So my priority was loving people and speaking truth to people. It wasn't selling the car so I can pay this bill. It was it was speaking truth and love, right? Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's what's most important to you. Well, I think it's also important to remember. Um, so I've been uh, audio booking, and I've been listening to... Again? Yeah, yeah, all, all the time. Uh, to N.T. Wright, Paul, a biography. And, like, Paul was a business owner. He owned and ran a business of making tents. And that that was a big deal. And But he, I think, set the example for working to do, like, working enabled him to do ministry, not the other way around. Great point. And so... Um, yeah, I think we kind of lose, lose sight of that lose sometimes. Focus, yeah. Well, I heard this guy say one time, and it, and it stuck with me. He said, if you're too busy for God, you're too busy. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, you know, at, at some point, if we're going to uh, follow Christ, if we claim to be followers of Christ, we're going to actually have to believe what he taught. That's right. And Matthew six thirty three, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these things will be added unto you. That's right. And so, as as an entrepreneur, you know, I was playing devil's advocate as an entrepreneur, you know, and someone who's passionate about discipleship, I I can tell you that I know the Lord has blessed my business, but one of the biggest benefits I believe. One of the biggest rewards in my life for discipleship is I believe God has blessed my children. Amen. I believe they, because I see them now, decades before I did, discipling others. That's right. You know, because they've seen they've seen God use it in my life. They've seen what God's done in in my life through discipleship and, and investing in other people. Not not neglecting them. You know, I'm I'm the I invest time in my kids, disciple my kids, but but at the same time they've seen me invest time in other people, and it's it's paying huge dividends from my perspective in their lives now. And so that's the other thing is is God says He promises us that if we follow Him and if we'll obey Him, we're not gonna go 
I mean, there there'll be seasons that we we might have less, feel like we have less, look like we have less than what we need. But he is his, you know, his provision, and is sufficient. That's right. So Matthew six thirty three is like a target for me. Mm-hmm. I want to hit that bullseye. Yep. Seek first the kingdom of God, and yep. all things will be added unto you. Well, what we do, what the world teaches us to do, is is to be the best businessman, to be the best sports player, to be the best whatever, right? And and sometimes even in our uh, our zeal, I guess, we can miss the mark and we'll try to be the best husband mm-hmm. that we can be or the best father that we can be, mm-hmm. right? But if our goal is to seek first the kingdom of God, if our goal is to is to be the best son I can be, walking in obedience and trusting in my father, then it overflows from that. Then I'll be the best husband I can be. I'll be the best father I can be. I'll be the best entrepreneur I can be, the best worker I can be. Because ultimately, if I belong to the Lord, my family belongs to the Lord, my house belongs to the Lord, my job belongs to the Lord. He blessed me with all of it. So there's no neglect there. I mean, in the middle of my job, I can witness and love and serve and bless. And And, and the people you're ministering to, that is their greatest hope. That it's, you know, of of changing their life and taking a life that has been destroyed by poor choices. And and not only their unfaithfulness, but many times the unfaithfulness of others, of their their parents or, or other people in their life. They've been the victim of unfaithfulness and they've been guilty themselves of unfaithfulness. And so if 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 they will ever surrender that and begin to just put the faith in the Lord and in his promises, they'll see that starting to turn around. They'll see he's faithful, you know, and you know, guy I've been mentoring for about 7 years now and it's it's you know, it it's finally reached that point where I'm like, dude, I'm not helping you. You're not any better off than you were, you know, when we started walking seven years ago. And it's 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 because he he won't grab hold of that if you're faithful with the little things. Right. You know, God will continue to promote you and and give you more things. All he can think about are the things. You know what I'm saying? That's all That's right. he can think about. And so So yeah, Romans uh 12, 1 and 2, just like you're talking That's right. about. That's right. Being, changing the way we think to line That's up right. with God's Word as That's opposed right. to what the world teaches us. That's right. Yeah. Turn turn your TV off. So, um, moving along, I mean, what would you, and we kind of talked about these questions beforehand, so hopefully you've had some time to I think about not. it. Um, <laughs> um, we talked about it five minutes before we started, so hopefully yeah. you've had time. Yeah. Um, and just so you know, my nose is touching a microphone buffer. Uh, that's right. And they tell me that's my that's where I have to stay. That's where you have to be. So. Uh, it's like when you get in trouble in school and they drew the circle on the board and you yeah. had to... Put, so I'm like know. having like flashbacks right now. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I, I just thought about... Before I ask these questions, I just thought about how there's a window in the studio. And so people looking in this window see three dudes matching hats because thanks to Prospects Promotions, we all got... Oh, I like that I like hat. Oh, good job, Sam. Uh, we all got new hats. Prospectspromotions.com for but we're all not your... Yeah. We're not promotional just product needs. Wearing the same hat, we're all wearing it backwards. That's right. 
uh, because of cool how you have, yeah, because we're cool and you can't be this close to the mic with it front ways. But anyway, so I thought that was a little funny. But um, so you had a question somewhere. Yeah, real somewhere quick. Else. What are what's kind of your number one challenge in this season right now? I mean, we uh, at the time of this recording, we're still kind of in the middle of COVID. It's uh, July, late July, twenty twenty. Um, and what, what do you mean by challenge? Well, I mean, just like, uh, what's the biggest thing on your plate? What's your biggest fire you need to put out? Um, and then second, if somebody's listening to this podcast and this is kind of our prayer for these types of podcasts is that if somebody's out there and they're like, God has really spoke to me through what Jason's doing with life under the sun. I really felt like I've got. Uh, God is wanting to use me in prison ministry or or that type of ministry, and I feel led to help. Um, how can people kind of get involved? Because I know it's not not like everybody; they're not going to credential everyone who wants to get involved in prison ministry, go in there and preach. Well, I assume. But well, um, so how how instead of like going out on their own to try to do this. If they contact you, how are you going to put them to work? Well, first, our friend Kevin Bautista at BMA, we, we do a lengthy six-month training before we let you go into the jail oh. so that you can protect yourself. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't know about that. Yeah, we, I didn't we, know where that was going. I was like, okay, six months, like discipleship. Oh, BMA, martial arts. Yeah, martial okay. arts. We, we teach Krav Maga. You have to at least be a brown belt in Krav Maga before you That's can right. sign up with Life Under the Sun. So gotcha. uh, there's that. Nah, if uh, <laughs> if you want to volunteer, there's, there's certain ways you can volunteer. You can go into the jail and you can minister uh, in the jail um, or you can minister to guys once they're out. Inside the jail is probably a little more intimidating because a lot of doors slam behind you on your way in. Um, and but when they get out, you know these guys are dressed in regular clothes. And these, if you're and if you're wanting to volunteer and you're meeting a guy that's out through life under the sun, this guy's saying he's wanting to change. Yeah, so for sure. So that's a that's a good sign. You have somebody who's saying I'm willing to grow, willing to change. Um, and you so, mean you're not just standing in the parking lot of the jail waiting on people to get out saying, hey, hey, right. you. You see this trunk? Get in it. Get in it. I, I got a place I can take you. No, but uh, so, you know, for, for men that want to disciple or mentor other men, I mean, I have guys that um, I have volunteers that mentor uh, my men and, you know, pick them up, take them to lunch. They'll bring them to church. They... Uh, help them financially, help them with just regular things that that got that fell through the cracks as they were growing up. Sure. Are, are there, um, and this is a yes or no question, is there a lot of crossover between, say, Life Under the Sun and um, the other ministries in Crossroad town, like missions. Crossroad Mission or, or I'm thinking like Good Samaritan, Counselor. I mean, mm-hmm. is there? Uh, there's obviously overlap. We're all in discipleship and mm-hmm. helping. So David Brown, needs. we're we're heavily involved with David Brown, with uh, Mitch Griffin, with Caleb Davis at Crossroad Mission. Um, so we we are 
it, it crosses over well with each other. We all know each other. We all love each other, and we send people to each other. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So, um, yeah, if you want to get involved with Life from the Sun, my uh, first instinct is to tell you to go to the Mission Moultrie website. Uh, you should be able to find a link to Life from the Sun's website, which will have Jason's contact information, and you can get a hold of him through there. Uh, it, a link to Life from the Sun will also be in the show notes if you're watching or listening to this podcast off of the Mission Moultrie website. Uh, you can find us, uh, you should be able to find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, as well um the last thing we kind of want to talk about before you go and why you're here you're obviously in the wheelhouse of mission moultrie because well first of all you gave uh i i thought your the time you had with the mic at the first uh the divine interruption service a couple of weeks ago, I thought you did a great job. I mean, I'm not just saying that because you're here. I, I really have told other people like Jace really. I, everybody I, that's heard it said he did a great did job. Did a great. I mean, like straightforward gospel and then right into prayer. It um, well, it, it's the, really good. Everybody did a great yeah. job. I I think you did a particularly good job. Well, you, the mic drop at the end added a lot of flavor to the <laughs> whole speech, go. and so no doubt intentional. Yeah. <laughs> intentional mic <mind jar>. um, <laughs> um so yes, yeah I, so I, I, that, my question there was a question there uh what value do you see in mission moultrie i mean yeah i'll just leave it at that i mean what why are you involved with us at all well mission moultrie i think mission moultrie is a hub that connects a lot of smaller churches uh, say say a smaller church, they might have two or three outreaches that they do. Well, if, if I go to that church and I don't feel like this is what I'm called to do, say we do Lottie Moon and we do the food bank, okay? But I want to go to the jail. Like I feel called to go to the jail, but my church doesn't offer that. I don't even know who to get in contact with. But my church is connected with Mission Moultrie. And so Mission Moultrie has a pamphlet in our church so I go and look at the pamphlet that's in our church for Mission Moultrie, and and they can plug me in with Life Under the Sun. Just a note to John, let's get some pamphlets to put in church. Pamphlet is in the works. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> which we, we talk, That's a really good idea. I've talked about this before. It. Well, this it's like uh, if you take the Cockwood Shopper. Oh, yeah. This is the Christian Shopper, and, mm. and Mission Moultrie is pushing the Christian Shopper to all the churches— um, so that, so that, uh, you know, s- s- we can plug into each other's ministries and things that are happening in the community that we may not know about. Uh, we give each other validity by saying we're behind one another, um, that we support each other. Um, and so, and it, it just offers, it offers more options, uh, to, to people that, that otherwise wouldn't have it. It's. Uh, an option for them and it, it plugs them into their community. So more than likely say this person from the small church uh, wants to get involved with another ministry that their church is not familiar with, but, but their church says we're, we're involved with mission Moultrie. So you can get involved with mission Moultrie and they'll help plug you into this ministry life under the sun. Well, 
you'll be serving along somebody who doesn't go to your church, but they're a brother in Christ. And so, right. so now you're forming these relationships in the community with people that you don't right. go to church with. Yeah, and that so part of the magic of Mission Moultrie to me is that <clears throat> Moultrie, Collier County, not a huge metropolitan no. area, yet there are still ministries and people doing great work Absolutely. that like are just not on my radar. Yeah. And maybe it's cause I run, you know, I've got things to think about at friendship. I got things to think about at Alliance Moultrie. Uh, we work with the forgotten initiative. So those things are directly on my radar, but it's always good to have like a resource That's that, right. uh, I can be all this good stuff is happening. And just cause it's not happening in my small little circle, that doesn't mean it's not. And, uh, I, I often hear people get fired up. Um, it's funny uh, that people get fired up. Like, Man, somebody should really do something about this. The church is just really lay, laying down on the job about this. And because of being involved with Mission Moultrie, I'm like, you know, actually, Jace is doing yeah, that. Yeah, somebody actually is somebody doing Somebody is doing that. If you think, if yeah, I see you get fired up. If you want to get involved in that, you should go talk to him. About yeah, but they that. don't really know. Yeah. They don't know. How, that's right. They don't. They don't know that it's there, and they don't know if uh, if we line up theologically, even. But if if their church has um, partnered up with Mission Moultrie, it's like their church is saying it's okay. That's yeah, right. To that's go true. over yeah. here, so it gives value. That's right. Oh, that, I, I haven't thought of that. That's yeah. really good. So if you go to the Mission Moultrie website, um, the first thing you're going to see is three big buttons or whatever blocks is connect serve and grow and so as chase so eloquently you know um explained that's what we want to help the body of christ you know connect with one another communicate know what each other's doing know who's doing what what god's doing what he's called different people to do different organizations different members of the same body to do and we connect that way and then give you an opportunity to serve wherever God's called you to serve because you know if God's called you to a, a small body of believers there there may not be a lot of things there going on at your church and you may you may be sitting on the sidelines waiting for an opportunity and so we want to connect you with that opportunity to serve. And in doing so, we, we're confident that the body of Christ is going to grow. Right. We're, we're, we're confident that as we mobilize, um, you know, a uh, couple weeks back, you know, the question came to my mind is, does God have an army in Moultrie, Georgia? Does he? Do you think so, Jace? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if God's got an army, how, if, if we think about the armies that we know, if we think about a, a, an effective, powerful army, then there's some things that we're pretty confident. It's, it's going to be well-trained, well-organized. The communication, you know, between the different, you know, Commanders. Commanders, divisions, right. you know. And when I look at an organization and a ministry like Life Under Sun, I see them as 
a special ops, special forces, commando unit. You know that is, sure. is highly trained and highly focused on a a special mission in right. itself. You That's know, right. and so and we need we need to know about that. We need right. to know where they're working at because one of my favorite quotes of all times is Bileswald Chambers that says, "Prayer does not prepare us for the great work." But prayer is the great work. And so I know that Chase Jace is a man of prayer. He covets the prayers of his brothers and sisters. And so if nothing else, that's a great way to get involved. Even if you're not called to go into a prison, that's right. you're called to lift up Jace Amen. as he goes into a Please prison. Please pray for me. <laughs> that's right. I need that's it. Right. More, and, than, um, more than you probably know. So... Uh, Jace, I want to. Add, can I add something? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just like Mission Moultrie is even more than for like our unsaved neighbors, oh, right? Yeah. It's for the church. So That's if we right. if we let's stay with the small church who doesn't have that much going on at their church, you know, and say there's a mother at this church, um, but her church doesn't offer a twelve step program for mm-hmm. her her son who's struggling in addiction. Well, she doesn't know where to turn. That's right. But if her church is affiliated with Mission Moultrie, um, then she has a a lot of different resources that she can connect her son to. And, you know, he can, she can find out about what I do and we can connect with with even our, with with our brothers and sisters who don't know about that being said, if your church find out, if you don't know for sure, if your church is affiliated with Mission Moultrie, then get with your pastor and and ask him, you know, and find out. And um, um, so, yeah. You can find out all you need to know uh, about Mission Moultrie at missionmoultrie.com. That's true. And if you have any questions after uh, pouring through the resources there, uh, there's contact information on the website. You can get in touch with different parts of Mission Moultrie, including uh, questions about this podcast. You should be able to comment and ask questions uh, there, um, and if you're on Facebook, if you'll like the Mission Moultrie page, yep, and you'll see a lot of what we're doing there in the community. And uh, if you're on Instagram, uh, Mission Moultrie podcast does have an Instagram. So, um, even though we're primarily an audio resource, uh, you can kind of find out information about upcoming shows and stuff like awesome. that. Well, um, I want to uh, thank both of you guys for having me. And what y'all are doing for Mission Moultrie and, and pushing that movement forward. Uh, because even though I'm a part of it and and I want to be involved, it takes leadership. It takes people that are called to run that to do that. Um, and so I'll walk alongside you guys. Well, and, uh, I appreciate the you've been, you've been, invitation You've here. been a big fan right from the beginning. That's right. Or a huge encouragement to us. And so appreciate that as well and i'm excited about what god's doing here in Moultrie, georgia can i can we pray let's pray for the community do it yes we can can we yeah father we love you lord and we honor you and we want to give ourselves to you fully lord so teach us uh to come after you lord give us a desire to want to know you and a hunger for your word and a hunger uh for things of our lord jesus lord and uh we just want to bless our community um we want to 
pray that uh, families are joined together, Lord, under the banner of Christ. And we want to pray for those that are lost, that don't know the Lord, uh, that you reveal yourself to them, Father, and uh, that they give themselves to you, Lord. And we just uh, are thankful for this community and the, and the leaders that you've given us, Lord, and the, and the school system and the government, Lord. And we just pray over them, pray over the government, Lord. We pray over the school board and all the different schools and the teachers, Lord, our hospital and, and the CEO there and the, and the nurses and the doctors out there, Lord. Uh, we pray for them, and we, we pray for all the businesses here in town, Lord, and for all the families, Lord. We just want to be a community that lifts up the name of Jesus, Lord, that when uh, other other uh, others look into our community, Lord, and they look into Moultrie, that uh, Jesus is what comes to their mind, Lord, and, and salvation and repentance, Lord. And so we just pray, Lord, that you do a mighty work in our community, Lord. Uh, put a fire and a zeal inside of your church, Lord, to get out and to love our neighbors and to follow after Christ, Lord, and do what he taught us to do, Lord. And uh, we just thank you for this time together, and we want to honor you and bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Uh, once again, this was Mission Moultrie Podcast. Thanks for joining us, and uh, look for our next episode coming out after this shortly. Thanks.